Yo, 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 welcome, welcome back to the Moguls in the Making podcast. We are in the building. My name is Tyrone Johnson. My name is Omari Heflin. We back, baby. We back. We bizzack. Man, we came into y'all today, man. We we got us some, we got us some, I got me a glass of wine. He got mad because you know what I'm saying. He, he thought I was going to go out there and get his wine for him. I don't know what he thought it was, but you know. I mean, it's just, just what it is. Just inconsiderate, you know what I'm saying? I had a glass of wine. We both had it. He's like, hey, let's go get another one. He go out there, grab his, don't grab mine. Man, it be like that sometimes. So. Cheers to all the hey, viewers. Hey, man, I hope, I hope that shit tastes good. I hope you enjoy it, bro. <sighs> Cabernet. You know? And uh, we into it. But look, man, back to it, man. Episode three, Moguls in the Making, we here, man. Appreciate y'all tapping in, tuning in with us, man. We got some dope shit today to discuss with y'all. See, man, what we talking about? Man, today we're gonna get into. Uh, at first, let's let's first let's just go, kind of get into what's going on in the business right yeah, now, true. Um, and just kind of you know where we feel like we're going. Um, I know for one, definitely, I'll let you kind of jump into the the acquisition stuff that we just kind of been running over and just noticing, you know, that ain't been really working right how it's supposed to. We've been paying for stuff and just it's just really been you know. I ain't going to say we lost a lot of money. We lost a lot of opportunities for money, though, you know, in that time period, not paying attention. So I'll let you kind of jump into that and what we plan on doing moving forward to so that we're not in that position anymore. Yeah. Um, big thing, man. You actually talked about this a couple years ago. And we, mind you, as business owners, you know that your numbers are important. But depending on your personality and depending on what's going on in your business, you might not pay as much attention to them you know what I mean at times you know it's not easy all the time to pay attention to them even though that's your lifeline of your business if that makes sense so we are you know getting back into just really the numbers right the personal and the numbers right so like our cold callers we want to make sure their contact rate is up right because if their contact rate slips it might means that we need to switch their numbers out or it's showing up as spam if they're calling people, right, for an example. So making sure that everything is really just tight, um, I think, you know, really is the most important thing. I think just kind of really getting back to the numbers, running this shit super tight and running it like big businesses, you know what I mean? So I think that's where – did you want me to elaborate on some – No, no, that was definitely what I was <clears> – what I was going to go into is like we got to just be more tight on our numbers. People have been telling us that for a while. We've been talking about it for a while too. Um, and we got tighter this year with our numbers, but it's like we want to get even tighter on them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And Super just tight. not like let any opportunity that comes into our acquisition funnel like not get the most out of it. Yeah. Like not just it, us putting one offer in. We're trying to – get to a point where we can put different type of offers in, go creative finance, do different type of stuff. Um, but also, you know, just in the market right now, we just seeing a lot of stuff going on sale. So like one thing that we definitely going to be doing, if it's something that any of our listeners, anybody that's interested in is we're going to be raising more private money um, this upcoming year, um, just bringing in more private money, private funds so that we can purchase different properties um, and make, and make the most of it. Because uh, obviously with our own funds, you're only going to be able to purchase so much. You feel me? So uh, that's definitely something that we're going to get more into um, uh, moving forward for sure. So everybody out there that's, you know, been paying attention, been seeing us, you know, rise. You know, we're trying to take it to another level this year. We want to, you know, have people that we know and that's that's been with, rocking with us, you know, be able to invest and be able to be a part of it. Yeah. To be completely honest. 
Yep, be a part of that journey, man. We we gonna build a legacy. That's that's one thing for sure. Two things for certain. Last but not least, um, make sure that y'all checking in with the moguls in the making, um, com- real estate community. I mean, the mentorship. I mean, it's it's been growing, man. Let's just say that. So we are happy about that. Um, that's something that you know we've been thinking to put together for such a long time. So definitely tap in with that. We'll have the link. Um, here below, um, we'll also have it in our bios and stuff like that on on uh, on Instagram and on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. We getting lit on TikTok now too. So yeah. that's just a couple things that we've been doing. We got a lot really going on, but <laughs> just wanted y'all to you know know what we have going on currently right now at the moment. Yeah. Also, something else just to keep in mind, man. Make sure that you write in the comments. Let us know who you want us to bring on the podcast. Who's your favorite entrepreneur? Right? Who's a person that deserves a spotlight? to tell their story, um, to talk to us, to, you know, help us grow, you know, or we can help them grow. Um, either or, man, let us know who you want to have on the podcast, man. Starting 2023, we got some dope people, you know, that y'all going to like. That's really out here crushing shit. So we want to continue to build that up, but we want to see who you guys want on the podcast. Help us get people on and, um, you know, straight like that. That's how we're going to, you know, do that. For sure. It don't got to be nobody extravagant. It could be your... Your local entrepreneur that's just killing it, man. Yeah. Y'all just, y'all just watching them grow and stuff like that. So we wanted any and everybody to be, you know, included. Uh, but today we really wanted to come to y'all and talk about kind of just like the state of the market right now. Like, what is it looking like? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got interest rates rising. You got um, property staying on the on the market longer. Like, what, what does that look like, you know, today? What is the biggest difference? Amar, you think, you know, from six months ago to today that you see on your end as far as the market goes? Uh, Two things. One is, obviously, I think the last time something like this happened, and don't quote me, y'all. Y'all can look it up because I don't know the exact year, but since the last time something went from, you know, two to three interest rates all the way up to sevens in one year, it was like 1970s or something like that. You know what I mean? So... It's been, you know, 50 years, basically, since something like this has happened. So, obviously, it caught a lot of people off guard. It's been a lot of – it's been just a crazy couple years with COVID. And, you know, now it's being flipped, being completely opposite. But I think what that did is it caused a lot of buyers to be knocked down a a purchase price category, right? So, if I was, you know, pre-approved for $200,000, you know, a 3% interest rate, now the interest rates are at six and seven percent. I'm not going to be qualified for that two hundred thousand dollar house no more. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and my mortgage payment is going to be more. So, it's just causing a lot of people to chill out, wait, be on the sideline. But one thing I want to mention is that it's over a hundred million properties that are in distress throughout America, right? At any given time. Um. Um, or I'm sorry, a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So about 10% of those are in like real distress. Right. So meaning that, you know, it's a probate, it's eviction, it's a divorce, it's something like that going on. And it's going to be way more opportunity for people to actually be able to get and build their portfolio. Right. Like I was just, you know, chilling and, uh, looking out in Cali, looking at the real estate market, just kind of checking out what they got going on over there. And I seen, we seen something downtown San Diego, right? Like a compound, like, you know, something that not a compound, but like a condo. That's what I mean. Um, and it was going on sale for like under 300,000. I'm talking about downtown San Diego, you know, like 
prime Airbnb like that earlier this year was worth eight hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a perfect time, man, to stay in the game, stay buying because you know real estate always gonna kind of bounce back and, and come up as long as you can weather that storm. So most definitely, I think for me, <clears throat> just seeing like um, I was trying to pull it up right here because I seen it a while back, but like. <laughs> People have, we got spoiled by the interest rates that we were seeing over the last like three years. You know what I'm saying? Like really historically, like that, those are not typical rates. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the, it's normal to be five, six, even seven percent interest rates over a time period over a, a, a ten year period. Sometimes it never jumped as low as as three percent. 2%, like, people just got spoiled. So I think it's also people having to come to realization of, hey, nah, this is probably how it's going to be for a little bit. Like, it's not going to probably drop back down to 3%. It's not yeah. going to do that, it's at least not in no time soon. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just getting used to the new interest rate and what you can afford versus what you can't afford. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you seen your buddy buy the crib for 650000 that you trying to get – and you want to pay the same as him, but no, that per, if he bought that same house right now, he could only probably get approved for four hundred thousand. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what that's where you at now, just because the interest rates have changed. Mm -hmm. Or shit, go out and make some more money so you can get approved for more. You know what I'm saying? But when it's all said and done, like, like be comfortable with still buying because you about to buy stuff at a discount, right? And we do know that interest rates will interest rates will come back down a bit and you're going to be able to refinance in the future, right? Where they do come back down to the four to three, but them folks, there's people that bought properties at eight, nine, 10% that they was refinancing at that two, 3% that had came in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. 2020, 2021. Yeah. So they just brought all of that bread back in and they property values and gone way up. It's a double win on that side. You know what I'm saying? But when you look at it, just don't get, People getting turned away by the interest rates. And it's like, nah, go with what you can afford, but go get you a deal on some stuff. Like, it's true. We got two properties right now that's sitting on the market. They've been on the market for almost 60 days. But so we willing to go down on price on them. We take less profit on them. Do you get what I'm saying? These are houses that three months ago, six months ago, we was not taking a discount on it. Six months ago, we was we was having people lined up to buy it for asking price or over. Out of here. <laughs> so take advantage of the market being down and like being able to find you a still of a deal right now. Uh, but when those interest rates turn around, you can always refinance back out, but just get you something that you know you can afford for the next five years. Yeah. Something else just to add on top of that. If you, you know, maybe got some cash, you can kind of buffer yourself. You know what I mean? You got a little bit to play with. Mm -hmm. This is the time where, you know, it's either in real estate, you playing an appreciation game or you playing a cash flow game. And generally, obviously, Tyrone and I, we believe in the cash flow game because that's always going to supersede, you know what I'm saying, the, the appreciation. Um, they gonna, that's going to make sure that you're able to pay your bills, you're able to stay afloat. Like, cash flow is still stronger than appreciation. But in a time like this, uh, you know, something to think about, if you're in the right position, this is the time where you go into those heavy markets and buy stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to Arizona, you go to Cali, you go to Las Vegas. Well, you know, depending on where you at in Las Vegas, New York, wherever, right? All these Miami, all these high end markets. And if you got money, this is the time where if you can afford to, you should buy stuff there because it's going to be way lower than what it typically is. And you might have to wait two years, three years 
I'm not sure. I can't tell you. But I know that that making that move is a good investment because you can play on appreciation. Now, in three years from now, you might be up, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars because mm-hmm. you made the move and you can, you know, withstand withstand a storm. You know what I mean? Yeah, big, that's that's definitely a big one. Um, this would some people have been waiting for in those bigger markets just to say, hey, yeah, now it's time to get in uh, cheaper, especially if they can make a cash play. You got 500, 600 cash. They can go in there and make a cash play. You know, cash on cash is solid. But with those interest rates out in those markets, it's hard to keep those payments going. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you do got a bunch of cash, like Omar was saying, he stressed it, cash. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the, that's the That's there for you to make the appreciation play. But another thing I want to say <clears throat> from this market in particular, bro, is that people got to get more comfortable with their stuff staying on market for longer. Yeah. Like, they have to realize that when it's all said and done, you know, stuff that was on the market for three days, like those areas that we looked at, you know what I'm saying, when we was looking at properties, when we look, when we would look at properties, we want to buy something if we're going to flip it in an area that we definitely still get in a solid price. But also one of our checkoffs was that, hey, this stuff sells for uh, sales in 15 days or less. So like the comparables that we looking at, that we fixing this property up to be, we need that property to be, uh, we need three, two, four comps that's showing that that property sold um, before 15 days on market. Right. That was, that was one of our keys because we wanted something that was not only going to sell, but to sell quick. Mm-hmm. Nowadays that has to move back. Yeah. You got stuff that in those areas, seven days, five days on market that's staying on 30 now with, with a slight price decrease. You know what I'm saying? So that's definitely one thing you want to do is just understand that you probably going to be on market for a little longer, uh, depending on, you know, your discount that you're willing to give and depending on the area that it's in, some areas, you know, they still, they might go up seven, 10 days, but they're not going up to full 30, 60 days. Um, but also um, understanding that when you running your numbers on the front end of these deals, I mean, you got to be more conservative. You just have to, yeah. you know, because you don't know. We don't know where the interest rates are going to be in February, March, from when you actually are done with that project and you're selling it. Yeah. And <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? So be a little bit more conservative mm-hmm. on your numbers. If you have to try to get it at more of a deal in order for you to get the deal, do that. Um, but also be okay with you. You know, you're probably going to sit on market for a lot longer nowadays. Yeah. Something else that you can do that's a little bit more savvy for the savvy people out there is this is a perfect time where you can actually offer seller financing. Yeah. Right. So people who got their deals is locked in at 3%, 3.25%, 4%, right? You can offer them a decent amount of cash, 20000 whatever their situation is, and you can take over that mortgage now. So it's called subject to for those of you who haven't heard the term, look it up. But basically, you can take over a mortgage subject to the mortgage, basically. So I can own the deed, and the seller is still has the mortgage in place in their name. But you are making those payments on behalf of the seller, right? But you actually own the deed to the house. So um, it's more of an advanced strategy. That's something that we actually have. We have subject to properties, and we're going to start to pitch it a little bit more and more. But right now, while the interest rates are high, instead of going and getting a loan or a mortgage where you're paying 7%, 6 Whatever it ends up being, you know, you can go and get that cheaper debt, which is going to help you cash flow a little bit more, too. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Yep, so yep. <clears throat> also, um, just to kind of and I we and I know we're going to slide off of this topic here in a second, but we really want y'all to understand that it is a different market, though. Like it definitely is. <laughs> um, I know you heard it, you know, 
from from a bunch of people like before, you know, kind of like in 2020 when it dropped a little bit, then it came back up, and then it then it went crazy. Um, so <clears throat> in the, in those positions, man, you just want to be sure that you've been a lot more conservative, but you want to understand that not conservative as far as buying, just conservative on your numbers, man. You gotta still look out for deals because that appreciation is gonna come. But um, but um, on top of that, um, I think we. Hmm, where we at now? Where we at with it? Tell you where we at. We going into um our well, that's what we can talk about, yeah. right? Some different like <clears throat> tools and different things that you can use just to make sure that your numbers are right. Right is obviously you got all the big time uh data fees out there, Zillow, Redfin, Trulia. You can look at those just to see, like, if you don't have MLS access, right, for some people, prop stream, all right, the stuff that you guys already know. But uh, another big source of information, which a lot of you may know, but very few are probably actually utilizing on a daily, weekly basis, I just got into it a little bit more, is Bigger Pockets. Yeah. Right. They got they have articles on there every day. Um, they have market updates. They have everything that you want. Bigger Pockets literally has every. We found our first buyer off of Bigger Pockets, mm-hmm. you know. So Bigger Pockets got every single thing that you want that you will need. Um, so go on there and just make sure that you study. Don't you know? Go down a rabbit hole looking at you know creative finance and lease options, and you on on wholesale, right? But you know, if you stay focused and just kind of get an overview of what the market is doing, staying on top of it, speaking to realtors, mortgage lenders, and things like that, you'll be able to kind of stay on top of where you at. And just when you're running your comps, make sure now, you know, we were running a quarter mile last six months, last year even. Make that shorter. Make that like the last 90 mm-hmm. days now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you're looking at six months or a year ago, a year ago versus today, it's completely changed. That's different. Your house might not be 250. It might be 200 now. But a year right. ago, we're saying it's 250 and you're running your numbers. And you know what I'm saying? You're a little bit off. So make sure that you run it like in within the last 90 days because that's when the interest rate's kind of been up. And that'll give you a little bit more, you know, um, grip on, you know, what you should actually buy your property at. Most definitely. And on top of that, don't just go for what that for what those comps are, though. Like this it has turned into a buyer's market. This is a buyer's market now. So sellers, so sorry. Shit, we sellers right now. But, like, go in there and go ahead and take off 15% and 10%. Like, if you see that the comps is at 100, go ahead and offer 90. You just might get that accepted. Put your offers in. That's my tip is to actually put your offers in. If it's somewhere that, you know, you're like, man, there ain't no way they're going to accept 100,000. They, they listed it for 130. They might accept it. They might not have no offers. You know what I'm saying? Like, they might just say, hey, we might just have to cause our, cut our losses here, sell it at 100K. Uh, we just make a little bit instead of a lot, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, it definitely has turned into a seller's, I mean, to a buyer's market. So my tip is to definitely put your offers in and make sure you, you know what I'm saying? Take that off the top. If like he said, you taking three months comps and you seeing it at a hundred thousand, I'm saying, go ahead and take that 10% off on your offer. Just go ahead and do it. Why not? I mean, it's, it's, it's going to, it could put you in a position. If they say no, they might say, they might say no, they might come back at 95, but you was going to offer them a hundred thousand just off the bat. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like yeah. put your offers in. Don't mm-hmm. just be scared to put your offer in. Actually put the offer in so that, you know what I'm saying, you get a chance at it and you just you never know, you yeah. know, uh, with, with it being this type of market. Six months ago, I told you, you're crazy. <laughs> if you came in <laughs> thinking you was going to get a property on the market for 10% off, no, you're not getting it. 
<laughs> um, but but outside of that, yeah, that was that was all the tips that I had on that on that topic though. But um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Now we're gonna go into Yes, sir. Where we at? We're getting this again. No, 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 no. It's this one. Nope, it ain't that one. You can't take it off, bro. You gotta wait for it to Nope. Is that no, nope. it ain't that one, bro. You trying to look for this one. Nope. <laughs> That's a good one right there. Yo, we we over here messing with We're the beat machine and stuff. This is our first time using this so no, that nah, was corny. That, yeah, that's too corny. That was all right. Yeah. It's, it's really it's really that one, really. That's, that's kinda corny too. Yep, that corny. is kinda corny. But anyways, we jumping into overtime, man. So what we about to do is and, and overtime, we just going over a couple current events, seeing what y'all think, letting y'all know what we think. Um, but we're gonna go over a couple. Uh, oh, I'll let you bring in the first one. Man, let's talk about this situation, man. Let's talk about this rat and cheese situation, man. <laughs> let's talk about this mighty mouse situation. Let's talk about this ratatouille situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, all oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't, you know what I mean, uh, we talking about the YSL case, Young Thug, Gunna. Free thug. How, how you feel about that, T? I'm the wrong person to ask. Uh, yeah, me too. But I, I, I let I'm, you kind of go yeah. first. Uh, uh, I mean, from what from what I've looked at and what he's done is because, like, if you enter a plea deal and you by yourself, right? right. Like one of our guys just <clears throat> just ended up doing that, um, and we was at court, but he took the charge. Like it was his charge, mm-hmm. right? So if he's entering a plea deal, the only person that he's affecting is him. Right. Because he's saying, I'm guilty. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a family that have entered plea deals when everybody was going to trial, but they just only had them on this phone call. So they saying, yes, I made that phone call. Exactly. I was going, you get what I'm saying? Right. It's I'm only giving on you. you. I had a gun. I'm saying that I had a gun and I made that phone call when y'all, when y'all called me. Man, right. That's on him. It's not affecting the whole you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying, hey, else. I'm that. Hey, this this right here, like, yeah, that that was a, a drug organization, and I had a gun. <laughs> and <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. part of it is where it's kind of like it get it gets choppy. Gray, yeah. If I had to look at it and I had to say, does it affect the case, bro? Hell yeah! Like especially if they not playing out because he, he he with Gunner, he's he's it's a couple of them. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like. What is it? Twenty seven people on the case, exactly. I think? Something like that. Yeah. Boosie said it best, bro. I mean, and then maybe it ain't gonna, but regardless, bro, you put twelve eggs in a damn <laughs> in a bag and shake them up. <laughs> One of them gonna break. Real you right, got too bro. many people on your case. You got way too many co defendants. Yeah. So, so you, somebody's gonna break. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And with Gunna, I just think he. I really think he. I, I ain't gonna say he broke, but I think he just took the wrong deal. He wasn't facing that much for him to take that to me. You get what I'm saying? And make all of those statements. Like, I, I just don't think that once he say, once they ask him, hey, is it a is it a gang? And he said, yeah. But if Thug and them fighting that it's not a gang and that it's a label. Right. I mean, you just pretty much. But they saying that he can't use that. And they, they that, that was what they wrote off is that they can't use that, that in court. court. Yeah. But so, why not? Everybody that's going to be the jury is going to see this video, bro. 
<laughs> yeah, it's gonna get used in their head, whether it's right, on paper or right, not. Right, it's on paper. Right, it's still affecting your. It's still it's affecting gonna, your decision. Though. This shit's everywhere. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree, <laughs> and I think I think gonna like. From my point of view, you know, I feel like I still need a little bit more information. Me but too. from you know what I'm saying? Like just cause, you know, to you shit, we didn't, you know what I mean, just had different situations just with, you know what I mean, people close to us, us, whatever, different situations arise and you know what I mean, if you really in it, then you kinda take your time to really understand kind of what happened. Cause this is a you know, it's a Rico case. And I think that like, you know, if you got all these people that's locked up and only, you know, less than a handful is walking away, then you know what I'm saying? That's a little iffy on my end from outside looking in. Also is the fact that, like, I think when you say, hey, that's, that, that, uh, that wasn't my shit in the car. Yeah. You know? That's not my shit in the car. Whose is it? Whose is it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If it's only one more, person if it's only car. other another person, or and it's they, not clear if they were the only two in the car either, right? They said because they saying that it might have been another person in the car, yeah. right? But it still drop you out of saying, okay, that wasn't my shit in the car, but it's still it's still one of the okay, cool. So now it's narrowing it down of who shit it was in the car. So the thing is with with Thug case, you know what I'm saying? He had a couple wins as far as, you know, they throwing out everything when they came in, his crib and all of that, his phones, all of that, they throwing that out the case. So that was a big dub for him. But still, I just don't know how, like, that'll play out. I don't know, like, you know what I'm saying, if uh, maybe, like, Thug, lawyer, or, you know, even the other person, if it's whatever, this other person was in the car, lawyer can be like, I mean, it wasn't they shit either, though. Right. Just because they was in the car, that don't mean that it was theirs, right? right? But so yeah, uh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, you, you know what I mean? So it's it can get kind of like you know it, it still look a little weird, like I'm it I'm saying, but I still need weird. a little bit more information. I need more you know information I mean? on top of that, bro. Like we all we not gonna know. I watched a lawyer talk about it. It's this it's this big lawyer that do like funny video, not even funny funny, but like he be saying his his slogan on YouTube. I forget his name, man, but his slogan on YouTube is like "Stop snitching on yourself," like. And he go on there and show yeah. people like snitching on himself and do different <laughs> stuff like that, right? But he was saying like, like really, we not gonna know the full answer until Young Thug trial, yeah. Until William, then you gonna have more information to come out. You gonna have more information that come out because you are gonna be able to see it. But he like we'll know probably even a week or 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 we gonna know a little bit before then if gonna actually make statements against them because they gotta present that to them before they go to court. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So that yeah. they know what they're fighting against, the yeah, statements yeah. that they're fighting against. So we're going to see on Thug Case, but I think this is my thing, though. Everybody's saying this, that, and the other, but if Thug come out and clear that shit up and say exactly. he ain't and everybody gonna, and then they just going to wipe it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So stop making decisions on shit y'all don't know about. Because half of y'all in there, they really saying, like, he a snitch and blah, 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 blah. Like, you you standing too strong on it. Like, you are a lawyer. Like, you really yeah. know plea deals. Like, damn, there ain't never been locked up. Right. You feel <laughs> me? I ain't never been locked up. Ain't, none of your niggas never really been locked Nobody, up. Nobody. You like, talking crazy. You feel me? You just that hard on it. And you don't have that, inf- that like, just that inside information of what's really going on. Exactly. So, you know, and, and you know what I'm saying? It's people that still got a strong stance that, you know what I'm saying, you know, been on that yard and shit like that for sure. Yeah. But I'm just saying for me, like, you know, I need being info. around a little bit, yeah, I got to have a little bit more info before Likewise. I make a full, you know what I'm saying, understanding of what, what's, what's really going on. But we Man. had something else that you wanted to We got, to we got, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about that. Uh, 
Um, Make them say. So check this. Romeo. Lil Romeo. <laughs> and Master P is into it. God damn. Daddy and son. Shit. This is what Lil Romeo said. This was my last straw, Pops. Stop trying to play the victim. I love you so much that I followed you blindly for 30 years. You know we've, what do you say? You know we've talked behind closed doors. You aren't the man who you paint, who, who you paint to be. And why is it war? Because I refuse to follow your lead. You only want to protect your image, but the image isn't real. And I don't need anyone to feel sorry for me, Pops. I'm truly a man of God. If you really are a man of God, then you will prevail in the end. Even when I share the truth, I've tried to keep things in house. You are addicted to social media. I unfortunately use this app as therapy, 3K plus posts. And when the world find out the finances about the finances outside of a gift or a car, I've been never been paid anything accomplished as Lil Romeo. He said, I have, let me read that part again. Outside of a gift or a car, I've never been paid for anything I've accomplished as Lil Romeo. Uncle C and Silk know. So they'll speak good on your name. No, he said, you only pay outsiders rightfully so that they'll speak good on your name. I'm at peace because I now, I can now speak my truth and help others. Mom's was right. Your pride was everything. Damn. That last line, though. Sheesh. Damn. Sheesh. Never paid as Lil Romeo? Damn. I think it's Cap. Yeah, that's Cap. That's big Cap. I mean. That's Cap or Nick. I think that's Cap, bro. What? Never paid? I don't think so. I think this more of a... Even you saw it happen with with Wayne and Baby, bro. But let me let me see what you what you what you what you think. I know yeah. that that's his real dad and stuff, but and it was started even younger. But it's yeah, what you, what you think? Yeah, dog. I think you feel me. You you see it in you know what I'm saying situations like this where it might be, you know what I'm saying Lil Romeo felt like he should have got more than what he actually did. Um, and it might have been, you know what I'm saying, you was Lil' Romeo. You've been in the game since you've been damn near born. You and Lil' Bow Wow was going back and forth and shit, right? So I think that it might have been other things that Master P did. Just mind you, I don't know P, but I fuck with P heavy from what I know about him, how I see that he move and all that type of shit, and I just think that it might be certain situations where P might have um, Lil' Romeo uh, equity and deals, right? Or he might got, you know, trust funds set up that he can only get a certain amount of. Or he can, he got, I, I believe, man, that nigga got shit set up and I don't think that he didn't get paid nothing. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that shit just capped to me and it might have just been him kind of in his feelings just saying, I ain't get paid nothing compared to what I really was supposed to get. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think Master P just set him up like that and like, nah, you ain't getting nothing, but I'm over here paying Snoop heavy right, bread. Right, that, right, That just don't. Right. Nah. Yeah, cause he even, but he even came back like on this one. He was like, "I've been taking care of my pops, bro. Never touched no little, no little Romeo money." He said, "All went to pay off his IRS taxes. I've been more than loyal." He said, "The truth will be set free, though." Damn, hey, like that. that I'm just saying, if he's saying all Damn. that, I mean, again, shit, me personally, I think family matters should stay. You know, what I'm saying off of social media. I don't care even if it's like this. I think it shouldn't go that far. Right. Facts. Um, I don't, I don't think it should hit the hit the social media. I had issues with my pops at one point, and I'm sure you have too. <clears throat> of course, but like I'm real sure. issues where we wasn't talking, you know, stuff like that too. And I just, you know, that was between us. You know, what I'm saying in the family, and maybe the family can help the situation better. But it may I may not want to talk about it at the time. He may not want to talk about it at the time and figure it out. But to me, it shouldn't never land here. Do I think that he didn't pay? I don't think he didn't pay his own son. I I, I can't believe that part of it. 
Um, but but one thing that I can say is that is there a little Romeo without Master P? See, that's where the line is drawn. No. Nah. Like, there's not, bro. I mean, he's not Lil' Romeo, bro, and all he don't get all that opportunity when he's first. He might eventually have got there, but the road to get it. there wouldn't have just even, been I like. I don't even think he would have. <laughs> there would be no Lil' Romeo, period. We would not know who he is without <laughs> P. Let's keep that shit 100. There yeah. would not be yeah. no Lil' Romeo, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I'm period, with you, bro. I'm with you. I'm with, I, I was trying to give him the hits. benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah, two hits, bro. <laughs> Bow Wow was... I mean, he had two. You know, what I'm saying a couple. He was a cold movie actor songs, too. He was on Nickelodeon and whatever. Stuff too. Yeah, he been in some been in some movies, but I mean, comparing him but to Bow Wow, Bow Wow yeah. was dog walking him. Yeah, Bow Wow. You know, what I mean, I'm just saying at that time, like, yeah, way bigger artist than he is but, overall. And and that's what Master P's backing. If he didn't have Master P behind him, he wouldn't even have probably been in the conversation. But that's my thing, is bro, don't 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 overlook that too, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't overlook that he did make you who you are, bro. You probably wasn't playing at USC if it wasn't for him either. <laughs> Seriously, though, you probably was not playing at USC without him, bro. It's that simple. Your pops went to the league, nigga. You get what I'm saying? So that's my biggest thing is don't disrespect him, you know what I mean, in the social light. Now, y'all might have a conversation and you might have to give it to him the way you need to give it to him because he did some foul shit, but, like, that ain't something that you got to put out on the social on the media net, and yeah. put it on the net. And, I mean, from his perspective, he's saying, you know, it's the social part of it that he don't like, and he was trying to keep it under wraps. But, man, yeah, that's what it is. But, yeah, we just wanted to tap in on those Dang. topics, man. But we do want to ask y'all some questions, though, um, before we get off of this joint. Oh, you can go ahead and pop into that. We're going to try to ask y'all a few questions. Just We're trying to make the podcast a little bit better. Uh, we want y'all to tap in with us and be a part of it, right? Um, but also, you know, we want to fire off some questions to y'all. Yeah, I think mine, I'm going to kind of just stick to, you know, like us and our community that we built in real quick. So if y'all know about us, y'all know about our community. Um, if you are interested in real estate, getting involved in real estate, or kind of just started to make some traction, but you want to kind of, you know, just be surrounded by entrepreneurs, have a community that supports you, why haven't you joined our community? Mm-hmm. Why haven't you? Right? You could be surrounded by like minded people that can help you. We got a deal yesterday. Guess where we putting it at first? In the group. Our community. So, you know what I mean? It's benefiting not even just you just for being in there and learning. It's actually helping you get deals. It's helping you actually move the needle forward. You know, you able to rub ideas off of me and T and other people that's in the group that got different ideas, marketing methods, all that different stuff, and we eating together. So that's my question. Why are you not in the group? Why are you not in the group? Yeah, so I don't understand why y'all not in there. Uh, we definitely, you know, in there teaching some game and live walkthroughs every Friday, this, that, and the other. I'm not even going to get into that right now, though, because I did have a question for y'all. Um, like, my biggest thing is, man, what are y'all feeling about the market? We didn't told y'all what we feel about the market currently. What do y'all feel about the market? Do y'all feel like this – yeah, interest rates are going to decline, so we're going to get back to normal. Do y'all feel like interest rates are going to continue to grow um, and we're going to be in a, in a worse situation? Are y'all feeling more foreclosures coming? What What are y'all feeling on y'all side? Comment under here. Comment under this video and let me know exactly what y'all feeling about the current market conditions. I like that. I like that for sure. Um, I think we... No, nah, I got another question too. Really? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> My question too is 
is is ending the year out. What are you going to do to make sure that you hit your goals next year? What are your goals, right, for next year, for 2023? What are things that you want to accomplish, business, personal? We want to hear your goals. Um, so make sure you drop that down. Put that in the chat for us. Or make sure you drop that down. Put that in. Uh, what am I trying to say? In the comments. There we go. In the comments. Put it in the fucking comments, man. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, players fuck up too. But y'all, man, put it in the comments. We want to hear. We really want to help y'all grow as much as we can as we continue to grow too. So make sure, you know, you do that. Most definitely, man. And we appreciate y'all for checking in with us once again. Follow us on Instagram. I'm Legacy underscore T-E-E. And we got... Catch a bag. Oh, come on, man. But definitely follow our uh, YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Uh, go definitely check out the Moguls in the Making Real Estate community. We need y'all in there. We want to converse and grow with y'all. We want to show y'all the road that we we want y'all to see our mistakes that we made. Um, again, like we said, we're going live Q&As every Friday. We're going property walkthroughs once a month. We're bringing somebody in there from outside of the community that's going to give y'all the, the dopest game. Um, appraisers, we talking about inspectors in the city. We bringing in people that you normally probably wouldn't get to talk to. Um, so definitely get in there, join that. Um, but just like that, man, we we Izzy, we out. Yes, sir.